listening to the Geek Garage Podcast. My name is David. I am your host, like always. Hasn't changed. Sorry. Andrew and Connor are once again dead. I killed them both. And, uh, no, I'm just playing. They, they will return. In their stead is my two wonderful friends. And, uh, if you are familiar with what we've done with two-player media, then you will know who my guests are, at least one of them. Uh, sorry, Brooke. It's fine. You uh, know, you, I'm the person in the corner. Well, hey, uh, since since you might be a little less known, I'll introduce you first. Okay. Hi, yeah. Brooke. How's it going? Hi, it's going good. Brooke, uh, I know your last name, and I know how to spell it, but I don't know how to say it. D'Olimpio. Okay. That's mm-hmm. kind of what I had in my head, in my brainium cranium, but I wasn't sure. So, I wanted to ask first. Yeah, so, that's cool. How the hell are you? I'm pretty wonderful. I just got back from Japan yeah, you for did. three weeks. That was, it was lit. It was? It was. Good. It was great. The food's awesome. The people are really nice. Um, the scenery, the nature, fucking beautiful. Bellissimo, as my people would say. Yeah. I don't even know what that means, to be completely honest. Right on. Thanks. Is that, is that Italian? Yes. That's what I thought. My other uh, co co-host, co-host guest, guest co-host is uh, Ghost. Ghost, <laughs> Mr. Dylan Clan. Howdy, y'all. Hey, uh, I heard you had a really uh, interesting relationship with your dad. I did. Did, did you call him? I Several. call my dad all the time. He's my dad. Yeah. I gotta keep good relations with him. He's the fucking bomb. I heard that one time. You went to college, but books were hella expensive. Oh, yes. My dad rewrote all the books. <laughs> but but I still failed. <laughs> sorry, Dad. I am sorry. <laughs> my dad used to build jet planes in the backyard from trees that he failed himself. Pretty fantastic. <laughs> Anyways, so right now we are going to do our intro segment that... We usually try and do uh, called Nerdy News Updates. Nerdy News Update. 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 Who wants to go first with the Nerdy News Update? Nerdy News Update. Um, I saw the new teaser trailer for the Black Panther. Yeah, you did. I did. It was so great. It was pretty cool. I was I was pretty entertained by the trailer. It was uh, you know, had had my heart a pumping. No, not really. I mean I don't you know don't get too emotional over over teaser trailers. But I was pretty impressed. Um, a lot of times you have the general public looking at comic book films, and uh, they see a character as the character is in uh, in representation through today's society. Uh, what I think is really interesting though is how it seems so far through this trailer that they're going to go pretty solid to the original Black Panther story when the comic books originally came out in, I think, the 60s, 70s? Sounds about right. Something I really, I'm very, really not knowledgeable on uh, the timeline of uh, when comic books started. I know a lot of them started in the 60s and 70s. I mean, the easiest way to think about it is that, I mean, he's called the Black Panther. That's obviously... Uh, a very energized term mm-hmm. um, and it goes hand in hand with the Black Panther movement that was happening at the same time um, 
but it's it's really interesting to see how you're like well how how do you have an African superhero what what is he doing over there we don't have any African superheroes you know, like Shaka Zulu you know is one of the last times that you really hear about like a great African hero so far as like American schooling is concerned or anything like that but you know it delves into the the idiom that it's not a, where a person is from that their worth is obtained that mm-hmm. kind of thing I like it I think it's pretty cool I also really like the dude who plays Black Panther he's a he's a handsome fella Hey, Brooke. Yeah. What's your uh, nerdy news update? So, E3 is going on right now. Or right now? Or has been going on. I think. Maybe not. I mean, I know that it's it's e- either soonish or... Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it's this month. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, One thing I am for sure of, though, the new Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer. It's I think it's like the official like orchestral trailer. Um, but it has been 12 years since Kingdom Hearts 2 came out, which was, I mean, it's a solid game series, you know, us fans have been begging for Kingdom Hearts 3 for so long and they've just been, you know, throwing us like, like BS games, you know, right. for like the phone and the DS, which I still eat up because I love the franchise, mm-hmm. but the graphics are amazing like I've, I've seen a screenshot from it and it looks pretty great it's it's mind-blowing and they're gonna have tangled in it and a bunch of new worlds um i think there were there's like rumors of big hero 6 being in it nice maybe atlantis i don't know if that one's been confirmed or not okay. but i'm excited for new worlds because kingdom hearts 1 and kingdom hearts 2 had a lot of the same and then, you know, in Kingdom Hearts 2, you kept, you I think you, like, revisited each world twice. So it'll be cool to finally be able to do something different than just, like, Alice in Wonderland and Agrabah. Right. Well, that's cool. I'm excited that you're excited. I'm also excited for myself because I might play this one. It seems mm-hmm. like Lindsay would really like it because she enjoyed the uh, first one mm-hmm. and um, with updated graphics and um more worlds and stuff more stuff to choose from that would be awesome looks real cool yeah right on cool well uh my nerdy news update is it's not really an update because we've known that it's regarding the defender series on netflix uh the of course it's netflix's version of the avengers um where we're going to have luke cage jessica jones uh iron fist and uh daredevil all together and they're calling it the Defenders. Whooping ass. Yeah, taking names. And uh, But my update is, like I was saying, isn't really an update. The The trailer has uh, been out for at least a couple weeks, maybe a month or so. And uh, But I'm just super excited because it is getting really close. I think it's maybe next month, July or August, that it comes out. I think it's August. Uh, but I'm really excited, and everyone else should be too, because... If you haven't seen any of the the Netflix uh, iterations, the Dare, Daredevil is a good place to start um, <clears throat> because I would say, I think everyone would say objectively that Daredevil is probably one of the best ones, especially when it comes to the choreo- choreography and the the fighting and everything. It's it's pretty crazy. I would agree. It's pretty thorough. Yeah, I'm excited for Defenders more so than I was for Agents of Shield. I feel like it's going yeah. to be a little more of uh, um, 
kind of a gateway for people who aren't fans of the comics to really get a feel for the Marvel world. Mm -hmm. Uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. does a pretty good job of introducing people with powers and that kind of thing, but nothing really lasts on that show, which is one reason why I didn't really watch it. Um, Characters come in and then die off real quickly. But I feel like with Defenders, there's a, a hope for, like you said, an Avengers kind of feel where the team only gets bigger and grows. Yeah, as it definitely with powers are discovered. Yeah, uh, they. I mean, I haven't heard about them adding any more characters uh, to the the four existing characters, uh, but I'm sure they haven't ruled it out. Uh, and uh, there was something else that I was going to say. Um, oh yeah, it. Uh, I guess the. Uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show takes place kind of in the same quote-unquote universe as, um, you know, the MCU. So apparently Netflix's, um, you know, their stuff uh, takes place in the kind of the the MCU world too. But, I mean, it's not part of the MCU, obviously, because Netflix owns them. So, yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, I'm just excited for the show uh, because... Seems like it's going to be awesome, and I've thoroughly enjoyed all four uh, shows that we've gotten so far. Um, Iron Fist was meh, decent. It was more like melodrama than anything. Like he had to spend like three or four episodes convincing everyone that he was Danny Rand when he came back from Kun Lun. He was like, "What do I have to do to convince you fuckers that I am Danny Rand?" And he just had to punch his way through, and then all of a sudden, everyone was like, "Well, I guess he's Danny Rand then." So, all right, yeah. So saith his won. mighty iron fist. <laughs> that should uh, that should be his porn name, also. Iron fist. And he should exclusively do one kind of porn. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, what I'm gonna say. Oh yeah. Hand jobs to other dudes. All right. I was I was gonna say ex- extreme fisting. Yeah, I'm glad that took a, a different turn. Surprise twist. Twist. What a no, twist! No, you don't want a twist from Metal Fist. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, should we get into our topic for today? Yeah, let's let get us. into it. Uh, all right. Well, for episode twelve, we're gonna be talking about. Music, yay! For the first time, I love you. So I was gonna do like Nickelback, but then it just failed. I am so sad inside now. Yeah, I am so sad and broken. We'll just cut all that. Look at this graph. (laughs) Look at this graph. All right. Every every time I do it makes me laugh. Is that who we're talking about today, Nickelback? Yeah, we're just going to spend an hour talking about Nickelback. Wouldn't that be great? Uh, I feel like we really could. We can spend an hour trash-talking Nickelback. We could. Uh, No, Uh, episode 12 is going to be all about music. Uh, Specifically, alternative music of the 2000s. Aren't you guys excited? Yay! Yay! So excited. Yeah. So we are kind of, we're going to keep it a little loosey-goosey. We're not we're not too structured. We're just going to kind of have like a, a general chit-chat about alternative music of the 2000s. Um, it's kind of, in my opinion, it's like the music for millennials. That'd be a good way to, de- to describe it. 
And it also feels kind of weird doing a music episode for a podcast called The Geek Garage. But in my opinion, like, music is so closely tied to uh, geek culture because it's still something that kind of unites us. I mean, Um, everybody listens to music. Right. Uh, Unless you're a freaking idiot or deaf. I'm very sorry. Tainer. God. God! Come get some dinner. So, uh, I guess, first up, uh, we're going to just kind of discuss some of the bands that helped shape the genre uh, of alternative music in the 2000s. Dylan, what are some of the bands that that you personally admired or admire still uh, that um, you feel kind of gave uh, gave the the 2000s their their shape. Um, um, so bands that I really liked when I was growing up, and you know if you judge me for it, then I'll fucking kill you. That's <laughs> totally cool. All right, fair enough. But uh, yeah, like bands for me, uh, Sum Forty One was one of my favorite bands. Yes, I would literally plug in my GameCube with the video cord uh, and put on Resident Evil 4 and I'd put the audio cords from my Xbox in and I would play some 41's Chuck CD. Okay. And I would just play I would play with no game audio, just the soundtrack playing and it was really really intense to play a game with no audio cues or anything like that. And of course I very much enjoyed the music. Um you know, cuz I was a punk. <laughs> some 41's good. Some 41 was good. And um they continue to be good. Yeah, I haven't. I honestly, I, I haven't listened to them since Chuck. You uh, don't have to. It's the same. <laughs> it's just literally the same, same music with new lyrics. Yeah, I mean virtually. Okay, <laughs> right on. You know, it's like Hybrid Theory from Linkin Park when they or what was the CD with the Gundam on it, where it was literally just a CD of remixes. Oh yeah, they put that CD out. Uh, it was it, right I think it was called Reanimation. Yeah, right it, after Hybrid and Theory. And it was the right one. after Hybrid Theory. And it was kind of weird to see a band do that. But um, then again, you know, they were kind of a a weird band that, you know, I, I don't know what their genre was, like new metal. Or, no, I mean, I was going to say, you know, since we, we said it anyways, Linkin Park is probably, I mean, realistically, when you think about, like, back when they came out, and you would go to a store, a music store, to buy that CD, you would go to the alternative rock section. Right. That's where you would find Linkin Park. Yeah. They're officially classified as alternative rock, which is one of the reasons why we love alternative rock so much, because it's not one thing. Mm -hmm. It's got a little bit more to it than just, uh, you know, like arena rock or hair metal. It's a very specific kind of thing. Yeah. The only broader term you could have is rock. It's kind of like irony. It's really hard to define it, but you know it when you hear it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What else? What what are, what are some of the other bands that you really liked besides uh, Sum 41? Uh, listened to a lot of Motion City Soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, they were fantastic for a long time. And I listened to them when I was young, and then I got away from the band and kind of refound them later. Uh, I heard one of the newer singles. I was like, oh, I remember that. And I went back and listened to all the old stuff again and found myself in love with the band once again. Um, If you say that you didn't at some point in time or... uh, I I don't know exactly how to say this. Fallout Boy. 
if you say you don't like Fallout Boy and you've never liked Fallout Boy, you're, you're a fucking liar. You're a fucking liar. Because I mean, there is some Fallout Boy song that you know every fucking word to. Yeah. I don't care if it's Dance Dance, which is a horrible Wait, fucking song in it's, my opinion. I love that song. It, is Get it the po- fuck out. Is it possible to know every single word to one Fallout Boy song? I don't know because they change every time. I mean, that I'm is convinced that, that is kind of like the everyone's go to like if you try and make fun of fallout boy that's exactly what they go to is the fact that you have no fucking idea what he's saying yeah, a lot of the time yeah i mean it's just patrick stump's vocal style mm-hmm. um and we have a little bit more to talk about uh with fallout boy because it's kind of one of the bands that the three of us um really enjoy they're like um, a they're, they're like a i don't know a if this were a book, Fallout Boy would have its own chapter. Kinda, yeah. I feel like they would. I mean, they were a popular enough band to. I feel like it's. It would be very safe to say that they were significant enough to warrant enough discussion. Um, I also oh, yeah. really liked the Killers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Killers were a great band. It's hard to say that they were alternative rock. When you would go and buy a CD from the store, you'd find it in the alt rock section. But I think officially they started out as an indie rock band, Mm -hmm. which is definitely understandable. Their original sound was very indie rock. And then as they grew and progressed, they kind of expanded a little more. Indie rock is kind of uh, hallmarked as having this acoustic kind of sound to it. I guess you'd say a a non-studio sound. Mm -hmm. But The Killers is very studio now. Yeah. Um, Weezer, mm-hmm. they're they're old. They're yeah, older they're, than the two thousands, but they're, they're they're an oldie but a goodie on <laughs> this list. Um, and there's a couple bands that we'll talk about, like Weezer, Green Day. Uh, Green Day was also kind of made the list for the three of us because, um, you know both both of those bands they were obviously around before the two thousands, but they were still kind of on the rise and making great music in the two thousands. So we we kind of agreed that they should be on this list. So um, anything else you got? Or uh, that that's all I got off the top of my head. Brooke, um, you want to? Uh, yeah. Do you do you have a couple? Would it be weird to say Evanescence? No, because Evanescence was definitely uh, their first CD. When did it come out? It was like two thousand two, two thousand three, somewhere on there. Probably. Yeah. It, you know that was like. Long time ago. No, Evanescence was my jam back in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, Bring I, me to life. Yeah. Still relevant. I know. <laughs> Especially in meme form. Yeah, exactly. Which is, is totally weird, but not really in the meme world, because memes, like, bring to life old stuff. For whatever reason, I don't understand. Like, the the video memes, uh, if you want to call it that, of the, the shooting stars, um, the memes where... Yeah. The, those fucking got me like every single time and like i i was like this song is kind of catchy and so i google like the meme or whatever and trying to find out who who the band was and the band is called bag raiders and so i looked up like that song was on an album in like 2011 uh, so that's a solid six years ago, if you can't do math. Uh, and uh, I was like, why the fuck is this a meme now when this song came out like six years ago? 
Um, so yeah, memes are, are weird. I don't know how we got on the topic of memes. <laughs> hey, did I mention that I have ADD and I totally derailed your uh, your train of memes? Uh, of, Trump everything. Memes over everything. Actually, let's scratch the whole music episode and just talk about memes. <laughs> uh, what are some other bands? Um, All American Rejects. Uh-huh. Um, the Killers, like Dylan said. Yeah, I loved All American Rejects. Green Day. Um, I, my alternative music taste was a little later in the game, like more towards 2000. Like 2007 to 2010, mm-hmm. I guess, um, with things like, um, let's see, Bring Me the Horizon, yeah. Escape the Fate, um, those, Breathe Carolina. Yeah, like, those screamo bands, the electronic the screamo, the mm-hmm. hardcore bands. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I also oh. have some things to say about hardcore and screamo bands because they have a hold a close place in my heart. It's just... <laughs> Nothing gets your aggression out like listening to hardcore music. Especially when it's mixed with techno, so you can dance Party. and Party be metal. sad at the same time, you and know? And just take off all your clothes. <laughs> Party metal is my favorite genre. Party metal? That's what I've always called it. It's it, Which would be what, Breathe Carolina? No, I would say Enter Shikari is a party metal band. Uh, I thought you said they were uh, ungenreable. Undefinable <laughs> genre is what they are officially listed under, David. Okay, well that's Christ. my bad. Uh, fuck face. God, I know I have the word fuck written on my face, but you don't have to keep saying it. All right, Red Dragon. Fuck face. <laughs> <laughs> you have to call me Nighthawk. Well, you have to call me fuck wolves. Was is it dragon? Yes. Okay, I was just about to say dragon or dragon lord or some shit. I've seen that movie enough to be able to know that, so I get an F for the day, as in fuck you, David. <laughs> you geriatric fuck. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Last time I heard that, I fell off my dinosaur. Ooh. No, that's it's a quote from the movie. Tense. So, David. What are some of your favorite bands? Dylan, I'm so glad you asked because I have like 13 of them. <laughs> Let's <laughs> hear them. Um, so the first couple are uh, in in a specific order of like, these are the most important. And then after like the first three, then they're kind of like all categorized into, hey, these are a bunch of other bands that I really liked from alt-rock of the 2000s so my number one favorite is blink 182 it's i mean also my favorite band of all time uh you're not alone in that mm-hmm. i mean I, not to say that blink 182 <clears throat> is my favorite band but i i know a lot of people who blink 182 is absolutely their favorite band yeah uh they um and it, it's not just like oh i think blink 182 is like the best band of all time and i don't listen to any other music except that uh, they, I mean, it runs a little deeper than that. Like they're the band that made me want to pick up a guitar and learn guitar. Mm-hmm. Like they were, uh, they were basically the first rock bands, like, um, contemporary rock band that I was listening to. Like I grew up on a lot of classic rock, like most of us do, you know, we listen to what our parents listen to up until a certain point where we start making our own musical choices of what we listen to. So I was listening to, you know, Paul Simon and Bob Dylan and Zeppelin and the Beatles and stuff growing up. And then Blink-182 was kind of the first like contemporary rock band that I got into. So they kind of hold a, a, a close place in my heart. Um, second on the list is Newfound Glory. Uh, also kind of hold a 
close place. <laughs> they're they're pretty awesome. They, uh, um, I don't know. I I could go on for days about these two bands, uh, but I won't to spare you guys and the audience. Um, uh, Fallout Boy is third because uh, there it is again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, of course we've now talked about them more than anyone. I uh, think Fallout Boy is probably the most down talked band of all time what do you mean down talk uh, i since like shit talk yeah like since the beginning of time they have always had haters <sighs> it's always been that way for them they I, just I might, about their sound i and... would definitely agree that they they from day one it seems like they've they've caught some shit they kind uh, of established themselves as those weird kids who listen to alternative music you know this is the song this is the bands that they listen to and it was that kind of stigma that when fallout boy came out i didn't know that i was going to be one of those people that fit into that group mm-hmm. of people who listen to fallout boy but then you have you know it's it's kind of like elvis presley uh, you know it's like you either like them or you don't yeah mm. wasn't it pete wentz that kind of mainstreamed the guy liner as well yes i i have a feeling uh, at least for for our generation um guy liner was definitely a thing uh, beforehand i mean with I don't know. Um, Robert Smith from The Cure. I'm pretty yeah. sure he rocked the guy liner. But we're talking um, like the scene look, not the I tried to dress as a woman and passed out drunk <laughs> in, a, in a ditch. <laughs> and I fucking loved The Cure. Don't get me wrong. Uh-huh. But man, yeah. come on, pull it together. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, so yeah, good point there. I, I remember the first time I even heard of Fallout Boy. It was my freshman year at college. They uh, they were on their like music video station that they have, where they just play like music videos um, while you were like eating your lunch or whatever. And I remember standing there with my tray, like I didn't even <coughs> like I had my food and I didn't want to go sit down because I was just like watching them play and I was like like because they were like so energetic in their music videos and their early music videos i mean they were jumping around and being crazy and Mm -hmm. stuff um so yeah um that's that's why they rank so high on my list is because of that but we have some other different immediate attraction yeah i I got you i have a hard on for (laughs) fob um but we also have some shit to talk about them later on yeah fuck fallout boy <laughs> <laughs> on, on, on a completely completely different note fuck them um yellow card is on my list uh taking back sunday my chemical romance Ugh. my chemical romance we should talk about more than we have we mm-hmm. yeah uh, because they're fantastic mm-hmm. um and fuck them for this week uh this could have been my nerdy news update they uh they kind of teased a not a possible reunion, but I think I can't remember if it was Gerard or it was Gerard. Was it okay? Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yep. he was like, we, I or we haven't ruled out the possibility of, um, of having a reunion, and then everyone went nuts. Mm-hmm. Like, don't fucking toy with our emotions. Well, earlier this year for the anniversary anniversary of the Black Parade, yeah, they fucked with people then. Yeah, they um, loved it. They loved that. Yeah. Um, I haven't listened to that album, the the one where they re-released it and they did all the, everyone did all the covers. I listened to the Twenty One Pilots, uh, cover of um, what was it? Cancer. Do you know what I'm talking about? 
I don't know what you're talking about, but I'm interested, and I'm also kind of appalled at the same time. Well, I mean, they <laughs> when they re-released the Black Parade, they put out a bunch of new tracks, um, and they also put out a... Maybe it came out before that. I can't remember. Either way, um, they put out uh, a full... It's kind of like a punk goes pop situation, but uh, a bunch of contemporary bands like 21 Pilots... They did covers of My Chem songs, but it was the entire Black Parade album. Um, and uh, like I said, I only listened to a couple tracks and they were they were decent for the most part. Um, but it just makes you want to turn on Black Parade, mm-hmm. the original, right. and just be like, OK, fuck all this other noise. <coughs> I think that Black Parade has some of the most nostalgic impact mm-hmm. because like when you hear it, you know, Everybody that knows that song just like reverts back to whatever age that they listened to, you know, that song. I'm I'm getting fucking goosebumps right, right. now. Like Um I, I feel like every single person that ever listened to My Chemical Romance, um, especially during the, the Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge mm-hmm. and the Black Parade albums, every single fucking person that listened to that shit had some shit going down in their lives. Uh, whether Definitely. it was a family member passing away or getting cancer or like dealing with uh, someone's suicide or just some crazy shit. Because, I mean, we were basically all teenagers. We were listening to that shit. So crazy shit was happening. Um, so I feel like when uh, when we listen to those two albums, um, it kind of brings back mm-hmm. memories, good and bad. Um, so, yeah, we... Uh, they definitely deserve to be <clears throat> on this list of fantastic bands from that era. Absolutely. Um, we mentioned Green Day, of course, and All American Rejects. Uh, we haven't mentioned AFI yet, I don't think. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, AFI, of course, um, being a fantastic band. Um, they, uh, We kind of have them in our list as uh, bands that have... Uh, evolved as far as their sound goes, but we'll talk about that here in a little bit. Um, some other bands, you know, Emotion City Soundtrack, Paramore, The Used, Simple Plan, The Ataris, Good Charlotte, Jimmy Eat World, Dashboard Confessional. Um, if, uh, if you, the audience, can think of a band that you're so pissed that we left off and you're totally going to fucking stop listening to our podcast because we did. We want to um, know. Yeah, we want to know. Uh, I want to fucking know. Um, uh, so feel free to uh, leave us a comment um, on Facebook or email us or whatever you fucking want to do and uh, we'll fight about it fist to cuffs you know yeah catch me in those DMs <laughs> you know I actually uh, embarrassingly no not embarrassingly because I'm a dad and I don't have time to catch up on today's lingo I googled or rather looked up in the Urban Dictionary, slide into her DMs because it sounded dirty, but I was like, I, I could have sworn, I was like, it sounds like DMs is an abbreviation for, um, uh, for what, uh, direct message? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, but I wanted to make sure. And, uh, so I looked it up and it was like, slide into her DMs is, uh, you know, a, kind of a slang term for, you know, trying to, you know, get that pussy. Holla at your basically. girl. Holla, holla at your girl, so she can holla at your boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have my people call your people. Yeah. Let's uh, let's do the horizontal no pants dance. <laughs> Not very good at that. I need classes. 
I'm very sorry, Brooke. <laughs> you know, one step at a time. Yeah. One step at a time. Yeah. It's difficult when you're dancing on your side. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, should we uh, should we move on to uh, to our next uh, talking point? Yeah. Are we going to praise or shit talk? Uh, what do you think we should do first? Should we, uh, at work, at my work, we do this thing called one bad and one good. And we talk about one bad. Uh, and then followed up with one good, so we kind of leave on a on a good note. So let's shit talk first. All right. Um, uh, we we can talk about um, bands that have either sold out or evolved to the point where no one listens to them, or at least have a different audience. Um, so where do you want to start with with that? Because we definitely have some bands in mind. Yeah. Fallout Boy. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. We were like preteens to young teenagers and stuff when that first came out. Mm-hmm. So now it only you, makes sense. You were a young teenager. Young adults young included. But Brooke I feel is definitely the youngest of all of us by a, ten a years? fair age gap. <laughs> Not ten years. Well, well you're ten, you're about ten years younger than David. Fair. About five years younger than me. What you're twenty one. 20. 20. Okay, mm-hmm. so, yeah. 11 years. What are you doing drinking all that booze? <laughs> oh, my God. Get that fucking beer out of your hand. If she, they can't see it, it doesn't count. Uh, she, I'm just I'm just kidding, police. <laughs> There's yeah, no beer well, here. Whatever police are listening. Yes, I'm sure I none. have celiacs. I have a, a, a wheat gluten allergy. I can't do beer. I have I a can't. thyroid condition. Well, quit eating thyroids. I just can't help it. They're so tasty. They're so juicy, especially when you put some grapeseed oil on them and you just fry them up. Mmm. Mmm. Mm, tasty. All right, let's some shit on some bands. All right. Uh, so uh, let's let's go ahead and discuss Fall Out Boy since it's kind of fresh on the brain since we spent like 15 minutes praising them. So let's talk about uh, how um, with their newer stuff and especially their new single. Have you guys heard it? Their new single? No, I kind of avoided it like the plague. Yeah, you didn't. You're not missing much. That's they, what I heard. Um, uh, in, in their defense, to play devil's advocate for two seconds, um, they they came out with a statement a few days after they released it saying that it's not a 100% accurate representation of the rest of the music on their album. I was like, thank God, because this is garbage. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's... I mean, if you haven't heard it, you can go listen to it, make up your mind yourself. Uh, I, myself, am not a huge fan of it, because uh, I love electronic music, but knowing where Fallout Boy has been and what they used to sound like it's hugely disappointing to see them going in this direction um and i totally get that a band has to or has to quote unquote or wants to evolve and change their sound because we all evolve as humans and you know we you know what we listened to 10 or 15 years ago might not be what we listen to like everyone fucking listen to the spice girls um Mm -hmm. but i mean i'm not jamming out to their stuff now thank Um, god (laughs) Uh, so, but, uh, it, I miss it, Ace of Base. I still rock out to some Ace of Base. I do. Yeah. I Just saw the sign. Totally I opened up my eyes and I saw the sign. No one's going to drag you up to no. get into the life where you belong. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, what do you guys have to say about 
FOB and uh, their decision to kind of... Uh, I mean, they kind of started it when they came out of hiatus. Like, they went on hiatus for a few years, and then they kind of... They came back, and uh, that's kind of where their yeah. their sound switch-up came. I think Folia Do was the last real Fallout Boy mm-hmm. album. I'll agree. Just to be totally real, after that album came out, nothing was ever the same for them again. That was uh, after that album came out, Patrick Stump went off on his own and did a solo thing. Yeah. Which just lost tanked. like five thousand pounds. It was horrible. Yeah, it's because he he found a lot of cocaine. <laughs> he lost his weight because he found some cocaine. You know, that's I've heard that that's works. an effective way to uh, lose weight is just to take up a coke habit. All I'll say is that cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> <laughs> that's what uh, that's what um, that dude says from that skit. Oh yeah, the Charlie Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, so for me, Fall Out Boy had this kind of, this, this very distinct kind of sound to them that they started to get away from with the Infinity on High album. Mm-hmm. Then they kind of wrangled it back in with Folia Do, but Folia Do was still a little bit out there for fans. Um, and then after Folia Do, Pretty much, you know, as far as I could tell, you know, from what I was exposed to, um, all the fans of Fallout Boy were no longer fans of Fallout Boy mm-hmm. in a sense of being fans of the band that is currently putting out music. Yeah. Their fanship ended with Folia Dew. Oh, uh, I will 100% agree there. There are some, uh, some diehard fans that will listen to them and. I kind of fall into that category. Like, I'll most likely listen to their new album just to check it out because I can't not check out new Fall Out Boy, um, regardless of the shit talking that we're doing now. But uh, oh yeah, we I, still I, love Fall Out Boy. Yeah, I went to go see Fall Out Boy live. Um, it was I think it was about a year to a year and a half ago, and Wiz Khalifa opened up for it. That was pretty fucking great because as soon as he came on, it's. They might as well just been pumping weed through the air filtration systems because every fucking person started lighting up in that arena. Um, and uh, yeah, it was nuts. But um, <clears throat> what I was going to say is that at that show, I was like the tallest person there because everyone that is listening to the band now is like 10 and 12 years old. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all people that listen to like when um, you went in like and gave 40. them your ticket, did they ask you if you were chaperoning? <laughs> Mine might as fucking well have been. Be like, I'm taking my sister. Sorry, sir, did you get ride. your chaperone wristband? <laughs> <laughs> it glows in the dark. That way the kids can find you if they get lost. <laughs> go ahead and just give me a 21 and up stamp so I can go buy a beer. They're like, yeah, you're going to need this. And I'm like, no, I'm here to see the band. <laughs> I don't know these kids. Yeah. They do still put on really great live shows. Uh, it's not as, not like it was back in the, the old uh, well, small venue. Now. <laughs> well, I don't think that's a good excuse uh, because I saw Newfound Glory uh, a couple weeks ago and they are still nuts on stage. They, they played for an hour and 45 minutes and they were nuts on stage the entire time. Bionic implants. Maybe. You Some bands can afford them. It's I mean, the Newfound Glory never really fucked their shit up, you know? Fall Out Boy fell off. They lost their bionic implants money. <laughs> I don't know. I don't see Newfound Glory playing uh, stadiums, and Fall Out Boy is playing stadiums. But of course, you know, 
Whatever. But where does sure. that money go? If not to the bionic implant? Sh- where does the shit go? That's a really good question. What does Fallout Boy spend their money on? I don't know. <clears throat> I Drugs? Think, I think Pete Wentz probably has a couple hits out on him, and he constantly has to pay the dudes off. To not murder his ass? Yeah. yeah. What did Pete Wentz do? Oh, um, I don't know. What That's would Pete point. Wentz do? What wouldn't Pete Wentz do? <laughs> uh, I, uh, when Fall Out Boy put out the album uh, Infinity on High, uh, and then they put out the the live album after that, I bought that live album, and it came with a bonus DVD. And of course, like a nerd, I watched it. Um, and it, it was basically just a bunch of like B-roll footage that they filmed while they were touring and stuff. And part of the coverage was when they were touring with Blink-182. And as a prank, Mark Hoppus, the bassist of Blink, uh, he stole uh, Pete Wentz's bass guitar. Mm. Like his really nice mm. black and red one. And wings on it. Yeah, with, with that fucking emblem on it. Sam Ash exclusive, and, $399.99. Uh, <laughs> really? Yes. Nice. Uh uh, circa 2010. Okay, so it's probably not still available. No, it's probably still there in the okay. same place I saw it. I'm a Google that. Um, but uh, as a practical joke, he threw his base into the fucking ocean. Um, while like they were playing, it, it, I don't think it was Jones Beach. It might have been somewhere similar where the the stage is basically on the beach uh, or on the water. And uh, you're, you know, you're facing the ocean or the lake or whatever it is, river. Um, and he was like, hey, Pete, I got your fucking base. Here you go. Go fish. And just fucking chucks it in the river. <laughs> um, so there's That's that. Beautiful. Yeah. It was That's pretty beautiful. Funny. Yeah. So um, who else do we want to shit on? Do we want to sh- spend some time shitting on Lincoln Park. Yeah, we mm-hmm. can shit on Lincoln Park a little bit. I uh, loved those guys when I was growing up. Hybrid Theory was See? the bee's knees. Meteora. Hybrid Theory was great. Meteora. Um, um, even Minutes to Midnight was tolerable. Minutes uh, to Midnight was where they started to lose their flavor. Uh, and agreed. And then Mike Shinoda quit. And Did he? Mama Mike Shinoda. Was he the... He was the rapper. But he's still in the band, isn't he? You know, I don't know if he's in the band currently, but there was a point in time after Minutes to Midnight where he quit, and he started a side project. Um, can't remember the name. Well, I know um, back in the day his side project was Fort Minor. Fort Minor, yes. But they only had, like, one album, I think. Right. Um, so that that was, like, they put that out, like, either before or after Meteora. It was It was back in the day when they put that out. But that album was awesome. It was after Minutes to Midnight okay. that the first Fort Minor CD came out. Uh, I don't know if it was that late. Because the first CD that they put out also had the first single that came out for them. The Where'd You Go? I Miss You So. Uh-huh. That came out 2007, 8. That was Lincoln Park? No, that was Fort Minor. Oh, okay. Which was Mike Shinoda's side band. <laughs> Um. Yeah, I don't know how factual that is, but I, I do believe he left the band for at least a while. Um, but 
for me, Linkin Park definitely went downhill after Minutes to Midnight. They lost the same sound that they used to have. Um, Chester, the lead singer, had a lot of health issues that came up that really inhibited his uh, screaming, I guess uh-huh. you'll say. Scream singing, screaming. Oh, okay. um, do you think that's why he doesn't really do a whole lot of it anymore? Oh, definitely. He, uh, if, if I recall correctly, he has the same back condition that my dad has. <laughs> um but that makes his stage performance a little bit more difficult. And then he also had chronic stomach ulcers hmm. that were a real issue during the early CDs and then really came back to hurt him after Minutes to Midnight. Um, and that's old information. I could be getting that cross, uh, sure. that crossed up, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that's, that's what the story played out to be. Uh, he just wasn't feeling too great, and I feel like the music kind of suffered for it, which isn't his fault. Mm-hmm. It's just that's the way things go, you mm-hmm. know. If you're going to be a full-time musician, everything that you do has to go into your music. Yeah. And if you're not feeling 100%, your music's not going to be 100%. Yeah. There still are, um, like, hardcore <coughs> Linkin Park fans that, that will still listen to them, but they, uh, I feel like them, uh, they fall under the same category as Fall Out Boy. Uh, how we were just talking about how um, they have a different fan base now than they did when they were kind of like on the rise in the 2000s. The people that listen to them now listen to like pop, uh, like top 40 stuff. They're not listening to the same band that we were listening to. Yeah. Uh, It's not, uh, well, this is kind of what spurred our whole interest in this conversation was like kind of what is alternative music now? Mm. Because it was these particular bands and you know you could kind of put these bands together and say okay this is kind of what alternative rock is and now it's not the same thing because those old bands that are no longer alternative rock are still classified as alternative rock yeah but they're all pop (laughs) bastards um yeah so uh uh, brooke do you have any bands that you are enormously disappointed in because they changed up their sound or sold out or however Mm. you want to put it um i i don't really know um I, i haven't really kept up with it very much like i said earlier green day but i don't know too much about them nowadays like i haven't really kept up with it yeah they um i wouldn't say that they've changed their sound a whole lot they they really have um i mean they've got what was that cd that uh was it was it dookie that had um good riddance on it I think so. Mm-hmm. The, they're still putting out albums like that where they, most of it, like 80 or 90% of the album is like stuff that you would never hear on the radio, like fast mm-hmm. punk rock music. Mm-hmm. And then there's like one or two songs on there that, that, that would get, that would get radio play. Um, so yeah, they're, they're kind of, they're still like that where they're, they're, they're still putting out good music. Um, I definitely wouldn't say that they they have that sold out feel to them, mm-hmm. but the, they are still putting out albums where they have a couple of like radio playable songs. Mm-hmm. So I think for Brooke, it's really more that she's disappointed that they don't put out radio quality material, at least in the sense that they did with American Idiot, when uh-huh. we had 
what six singles off one album something like that i miss those days and i can totally understand that you know it's i i remember when green day was in its heyday and they are definitely not there anymore Mm -hmm. you know it's it's come and gone um and that that's a disappointment to see you know not that they sold out or anything like that but Mm -hmm. that they're no longer as much in the spotlight as they used to be uh i i i think a pretty fair amount of people have seen the video of Billy Joe Armstrong throwing a fit on stage when they told him he only had a minute left to play. Yeah, and he complained yeah. about Justin Bieber getting like yeah, he's, he's like, like he's like Bieber. I'm not fucking Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and I love that about them. And you know they're still the same people that they were, mm-hmm. you know, punk motherfuckers. Yeah, Billy Joe does not take anybody's fucking shit. Right. As soon as he starts freaking out, the bassist just turns around and starts smashing his fucking bass. <laughs> he doesn't say a goddamn word. He no. just does it. Yeah. Um. It, and that's fantastic. But I feel like pop culture is so frail. Mm. I I don't know. I feel like that's a I, fair word to use. I but. feel like my other disappointment is the fact that alternative rock slash punk, you know, used to be like statement music. It was mm-hmm. like anti-establishment, anti this and that. And now it's just kind of fallen into the emo category. Like, sure, we had emo music back in the day too, don't get me wrong, but we we still had that strong, like, you know, hardcore punk um, influence and like taste and Billy Joe as you know as one does he's older you know so it's harder I, I shouldn't say harder for him to do things but mm-hmm. it just seems like his activism quote unquote I guess is like it's very much pressured like I again I can't remember what the award show was but you know he was like fuck America and fuck the president was blah, he really blah. saying fuck America I, I don't remember, but it was along those lines. It, okay. it was, like, really shocking. I remember that because hmm. it was all over social media for at least super a week. Super shocking. I'm super shocked at it. Yeah. I'm so I'm so shocked. Someone slipped her the shocker. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Mm. Two in the pink, one in the stink. <laughs> I'm not surprised at all, really, though. Billy Joe is loud and crazy. Yeah. I mean, he fondled himself live when I, when I saw him. Mm-hmm. Uh, did, were you at that show as well? I was not at that one. Okay. But I had friends at that one. Yeah. And they, so they told you all about oh, yeah. it. Like, Billy Joe played with himself on, mm-hmm. on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Well, we shit on those two bands. Uh what a- shiny toy guns okay yeah i i really i barely remember shiny toy guns shiny toy guns had oh man what i guess two cds something like that yeah. as far as i can remember because i stopped listening to them mm-hmm. their first cd uh, as far as me and my group of friends were concerned their first cd was fantastic it was really good there were a few songs on there that weren't that great and you know that's never really a great sign. You know I can I can say that the, their first CD was was great, but the songs that I didn't like I really did not like. Their second CD came out and it was nothing but all the songs that I really did not like off the first album. It's just, that's what it seemed okay. like. Um, so uh, 
I don't know. That was just, it's a sad situation to see a band that still got all of its original members. Uh, you know, they're working with the same studio that they had before. They're just, uh, I don't know if it was that they got the chance to explore what they were really going for after their first CD and what they were really envisioning as a band was too weird. Uh, or if maybe they just got a little bit weird when they went back in for CD2. Mm-hmm. But it was very, very disappointing to be a, a such a fan of this new band and then to have this CD come out. I paid cash money for that CD. <laughs> that, okay. Like, do you still buy CDs? This I, is totally I actually topic. do still buy CDs. I do too. Um, I don't do it often because I'm poor. Mm-hmm. But when I have I money like to spend and there's a CD that I, like there's a band that I like, if I find a CD, I will buy that CD. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually end up having to buy all mine on Amazon because there's nowhere that carries CDs anymore. Like Target sucks. All they carry is like pop and country stuff. And, and it's then, all shitty. Or yeah. like christian cds or yeah. audiobooks yeah um and then best buy uh every time i oh go my God. in there best buy selection was terrible the last time we went yeah it's mm-hmm. it's it's just one small rack yeah uh, front and back like the, it used that, to be like shelves and shelves yeah it, it used to be like multiple rows um at which still wasn't great but most of the time i could find what i was looking for I like to go to McKay's to try to find stuff. Yeah. Um, I know that not everybody is familiar with McKay's because But it's, they sh- it's here. fucking should be. If but, you live in the Nashville area, you should get yourself acquainted with McKay's because one, it's a great place to buy stuff. Like if you're if you're looking, a geek, it is where you need oh yeah, to be. Yeah, if you're a fan of like places like The Great Escape and, you know, comic book shops and places where like if you're a fan of media play, if you can remember oh, media fuck, play, yeah. where it, I mean it was a mecca for <laughs> multimedia nerds. You know, uh, I mean for God's sakes, they carried like musical instruments and stuff. Mm-hmm. But you know, they had like de- it's based. That's what McKay's is, but some of it's new, most of it is used. What mm-hmm. they carry, um, and you go in, you can trade your your shit in books. Uh, you can buy books, CDs, vinyl, tapes. I funded my birthday a couple of years ago with uh, shit that I sold. Like, I literally had zero dollars mm-hmm. to my name for my birthday, and I was mm-hmm. super depressed. So I just rounded up all the shit that I didn't need anymore, like books, movies. I, I don't think I brought any CDs because I refused to sell any of my CDs. And uh, I just sold it and walked out with like 120 bucks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was like, awesome i have an enormous collection of empty cd cases (laughs) i just can't i'm like a hoarder i can't get rid of them and i actually got rid of like over half of them recently like 200 cd cases that i tossed and uh i don't know i like i'm gonna be that way forever like people are with vinyl they're like oh i love vinyl oh yeah i don't give two flying fucks i just love cds because you can break them. You can throw them like a frisbee. <laughs> I grew up with them. I can. They bur- they I, sound much better in your car than. Uh, oh yeah. Than Spotify does. Oh like, yeah. I mean, Spotify isn't bad by any means. I mean, Spotify is totally, uh, totally fine to listen to. But if you is pop- better than an auxiliary cord. Yeah. Hands um, down. I mean, because there's no digital compression going on. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so yeah, that's a thing just a big fan of cds yeah mckay's if you get a chance if you're a nashvillian or you live nearby go there and give them a look for any of your geek needs 
including music, which is really nice, which is kind of why we do this episode. It's totally a free plug for mm-hmm. McKay's. Yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, like they need I have it. a coupon in my pocket for a, well, it's a voucher for yeah. when I traded in last for $1.93. I guarantee you I could get like four CDs on $1.93. Probably. Yeah. I mean, it's probably like Bach and, and, the y- and Yanni. Yeah. <laughs> And Enya. It'll be CDs that I don't hey, want. Enya is a classic. Enya will never go out of style. No? No. Uh, I don't know. All right. So we've all said uh, a bad one. So let's talk about good ones. Yeah. Let's talk about good bands. That uh, Bands that have kind of stayed true to their sound. Bands that you never got tired of. You could say that as well. Okay. Brooke, do you want to start? She doesn't want to start. Um... You need a second to think? I mean, I'm the killers. Okay. You know, like even if, again, I don't know when the last time they released an album was, but I feel like their music is just something that can carry over through generations. Like everybody knows the lyrics to Mr. Brightside. And you know? speaking of memes that are using old material, um, all the Mr. Brightside memes mm-hmm. that, that you see, like... Uh, I mean, that song is a fucking classic. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. That that song, when it comes on the radio, you are obligated to turn it up to 11 and then rip the fucking knob off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I feel about that song. But that was the only Killers album that I really care for. Like, I bought Sam's Town, which is the album after um, Hot Fuss. Mm-hmm. And that was fine. That uh, It had a... I forget which track I had on there that I really liked, but um, I really liked Hot Fuss um, a lot. Hot more. Fuss is probably my favorite album. Was it Hot Fuss there. or Hot? No, Hot. I was gonna say, hot is it Hot Fuzz Fuss? Is a movie. Hot Fuzz was the Simon Pegg movie. Mm-hmm. My bad. Um, I got when when Hot Fuss came out. I went to the record store to buy the CD and like you uh, do, mm-hmm. yeah. Because back when they were putting out their first album, Tower Records was still yeah. a thing. Virgin Records Superstore mm-hmm. was still open in Times Square. Yeah. Which it no longer exists. And Rest that in is peace. so sad. Rest um, in peace. All, uh, let's, let's take a moment of silence for, for all record stores. All right, that's enough. <laughs> uh, I bought... The Kill Switch Engage as Daylight <laughs> Dies CD at the Virgin Megastore in Times Square. And then it didn't leave my CD player in my car for an entire year. Wow. <laughs> Loved it. It was great. Um, so, what were we talking about? Uh, Brooke was talking about how she revered the killers. Uh, the killers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I went to the record store and I went to buy a copy of it. And uh, the one that I picked up was red. I was like, okay, cool. I didn't realize until like two years ago that I bought the extended special edition copy of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It had like three extra songs on it. Glamorous indie rock and roll is one of my favorite songs by them. Okay. And that's not on the Hot Fuss album if you have the standard album. So give that song a listen to. I uh, I kind of have <coughs> a, a story where I was really aggravated in a similar situation uh, when... Um, Take Off Your Pants and Jacket by Blink-182 mm-hmm. came out. Uh, I remember, uh, like, my cousins were visiting from New York. It's kind of a relevant slash irrelevant adage to the story. Um, but we, so we all had money, and we all went to Walmart <laughs> to buy the CD. And, because uh, that's where you had to buy CDs sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And there was two versions. Uh, there was the one that came in the jewel case, the the hard plastic case, and then there was the version that came in uh, the um, like soft folding. Yeah, one. the mm-hmm. soft one that folds, the one that's really nice uh, that most bands are actually doing now. I think mm-hmm. because it's um, cheaper. Is it cheaper? <laughs> yeah. I, I I always was under the assumption that the plastic jewel case was a cheaper option. Uh, I, I mean, I could be wrong. Um, I think because of our, uh, this is totally off topic, but because of how you have to get rid of plastic now, it's cheaper yeah, than I, paper. Yeah, I, I, that, that might be true, and plus it's probably better for the environment to use. Oh yeah, definitely, yeah. and you know that bands love to save the planet. Mm-hmm. Number one priority. If you're in a band, you have to be willing to save the planet. I'm yeah? So, I'm super serious. Yeah? So serious. Always. So there's two versions of the CD... And uh, I was like, well, one's like this like flimsy paper version and one's in the traditional jewel case. And my cousin was like, get the one in the jewel case. And I was like, why? And he was like, because um, it's most likely to not be broken, referring to the CD. And I was like, okay, that sounds good. And then it might have been like weeks later, I discovered that the reason why they there was two different versions is because they put out three versions of that the the nice folding one that had different extended tracks on them and i totally fucked myself over and got just the regular plain jane one uh (laughs) with no bonus tracks and i could have i could have had like a very unique version of take off your pants and jacket um, and I just fucked myself over because I was an idiot when I was, you know, 11 or 12 years old. I mean, it happens. Yeah. Who is So, it? cool story, right? Oh, yeah. Cool story, bro. A, Tell it again. One. That was a good one. I know. I'm, Save I'm, that one for the kids, too. Yeah. They'll, they'll be like, Daddy, tell me a story when you fucked up royally. <laughs> Daddy, you're so cool. Not. Ha ha ha. Anyways, um... So, uh, Dylan, do you want to talk about a band that you feel has stayed true to their sound or is still pumping out great tunes? Um, so, let's see. There, I mean, there are still a few bands out there that, that go strong. Um, yeah, there's plenty out there. That, you know, Justin Bieber has been around for forever. <laughs> so... You know, I mean, just, that's all we really need to talk about. I'm just saying to use about. that as a, as a yardstick comparison to other bands. How long has Justin Bieber been around? Okay, so who's been around before and through the Justin Biebering? <laughs> all right. So Thrice made it. Mm-hmm. Kind of mentioned that earlier in our pre-talk. Yeah. Was, uh, I didn't know how to describe Thrice as, an, you know, whether or not they were alternative You rock. just described Thrice as a fucking awesome band. Yeah, mm-hmm. Thrice is really fantastic, and I think, you know, kind of what I've mentioned earlier is that officially you go to the store, and they're in the alt-rock section. Mm-hmm. You know, that may not be entirely true for their sound, but it is 100% true that they're, you know, I, I'm not I'm not as up-to-date with them as I should be. You should. Their um, new album that they put out last year is amazing. So, I know that they're still making music and that they're still adored by mm-hmm. fans um, and that 
they haven't really lost fans along the way. Yeah, they're they're basically basically the opposite of the bands that we just finished talking about. Um, sorry to cut you off. Oh no, it's I, okay. I mean, it's just you talking about this stuff. I mean, it makes you excited. Yeah, um, they they're the exact opposite. Like instead of losing fans and gaining new ones because they switched up their sound, they didn't necessarily like keep their same sound. I mean, they sh- they've changed a little bit, but they. St- like haven't changed so much that they're a totally <coughs> different sounding band now. Um, when I went to see Thrice last year, um, it was all dudes um, and chicks uh, like thirty years mm-hmm. older and over. Mm-hmm. Um, people that have been listening to them for you know 10, ten, fifteen years, years mm-hmm. however long they've been a band, um, because they haven't changed up their sound. So they really haven't. They're not one of those bands that. Um, you know, keeps on pumping out music and picks up new fans along the way. I mean, they'll pick up like, you know, new fans, but they're not like, um, you know, they're not like Fallout Boy where they're. Yeah, in. and they've never been a a, a mainstream band. No. I guess you'd say. I um, I could count on one hand the amount of times I've heard them on the radio. Oh, definitely, and I guarantee you, you know, three of those five times you've heard them on the radio was on a college station. Right. You know? mm-hmm. Um, it was all songs from the artist in the ambulance right. album. See, for me, uh, the Alchemy Index was what solidified Thrice as a fantastic band because they put out a CD, or I guess I, I should say a series of CDs, a four-CD collection, um, where they appeased their original fans with this like old-school, you know, kind of thrash punk sound that they mm-hmm. started out with with the Fire CD. Yeah, you know, everything was based on fire you know, so it's a very pumped up thing and then you have the water cd where it's a different sound everything that they did in the recording and everything mimics water yeah air and earth are the same way like the earth album is done on all acoustic instruments yeah in all, all wooden, wooden instruments room. yeah um it's fantastic and it gives you this like old kind of church music-y kind of feel mm-hmm. like this bluesy kind of sound mm-hmm. and it's just it's this really truly um artistic band reaching out and saying hey you know this is what we play but we also do this yeah really well uh not like fallout boy where they said hey we play this kind of music oh you don't like that well we're just gonna appease you Mm. and just you know we're gonna move in this one direction the direction is towards the money Mm -hmm. um Thrice just wants to put out really good music. Oh, yeah. And if that's what your goal is, and that's all that you work for, then you're probably going to be successful. Yeah, Thrice is definitely one of those bands that... I'm not sure if they've self-produced any of their albums. It wouldn't surprise me if they have. uh, But they're one of those bands that will never compromise their sounds for financial gain mm-hmm. um, I mean they will basically die before they do that and they're very inventive when it comes to that like uh, certain sounds that they use um, there's a voice modulation in uh, one of the water songs and um, the way that they achieve that on stage instead of buying an expensive vocal pedal system uh, he literally pulls a CB radio out yeah, on stage and, and just puts the mic through in that. front of the CB radio and then just turns the dials on the CB. Mm-hmm. And that is so cool. That yeah. is so fucking smart. So yeah, I just really have mad respect for that band. The first time uh, I saw them live, um, it was at Rocket Town. 
Mm. And uh, they their latest release was um, the Alchemy Index. I, I think they actually just put out the Alchemy Index, the um, CDs three and four, mm-hmm. um, and it was awesome because they they opened up with one of the songs off of uh, off of their new CD, and it CD had been out for like ten days, and everyone knew the words already. And this was like pre like digital era sort of. I, it yeah. was in the MySpace era. You still had uh, to go out and buy a CD if you really wanted to hear it whenever. Right. Mm-hmm. So for everyone in the audience to know the lyrics already, <coughs> it was it was pretty amazing. But um, I remember when he pulled out that fucking CB radio. Um, and achieving that sound mm-hmm. from the album, everyone just went nuts, um, including me. Uh, it's uh, "Digital C" is the song. Yeah, um, such such a, a cool, thoughtful. I don't know. I just I very much admire them. Yeah, really good, strong musicians. Mm-hmm. A lot of tenacity there. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Brooke? What's one of your favorite bands? Did we did we just do her? Did we? Mm. What did you say? I said the Killers. The Killers. That's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how I about you, David? Say... Oh, well, fine. Oh, we... so go ahead. What go do ahead. you got to say? I Brooke. was just gonna bring up Panic at the disco. Yeah. But and we also didn't we have... talk about Paramore. That's true. Yeah. But what is what is your favorite yeah. that you want to talk about? Uh, well, I mean, Brooke just mentioned Panic. Uh, they've changed up their sound a little bit over the years, but. Uh, we were kind of talking about this before the show, mm-hmm. um, the the death of a death of the of death shit. of a bachelor death of a bachelor album that they just released. Uh, I guess it was about a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's probably the closest to some of their original sounding stuff that uh, is that the one that, that has this is gospel on it. Mm-hmm. No, oh, it's not. That's the album. This is gospel. Oh. Oh, is is that I haven't. I think up that's with the. I'm pretty sure that's the the name of the. That's the the second to last album. That right, they it was the one before. Yeah, uh, is that Death the one that's got Emperor's New Clothes on it? I think so. Because that's like the tie up to. Um, uh, the Emperor's New Groove. I, I don't. Cusco's <laughs> poison. Poison for Cusco. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Panic's great. Uh, they, you know, we were talking about seeing them live. Uh, before we started the podcast, uh, they, um, I mean, well, I say they, but it's really just Brendan Yuri and friends now. Uh, I mean, his backing band is amazing. Uh, like he actually has a brass section where he has people playing like horn and trumpet and stuff. Hell yeah. Because he has a couple songs that have, you know, mm-hmm. brass instruments in it. So he has those fuckers up there and, um, you know, he, he, the Brendan, he plays guitar. Um, he plays piano, but of course he also has, you know, a backing guitarist and, uh, bassist and drummer and stuff. Uh, but of, of course none of those are original Panic at the Disco band members. It's mm-hmm. basically just Brendan Yuri, And for s- some reason or another, he just decided to keep the, keep the name Panic. Mm. Um, That's what so, everybody knew. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of with uh, one of those um, weird things with Blink-182. When Tom left the band, you know, I want to say, quote-unquote, left, he had his weird moment where he decided Blink-182 wasn't a priority. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were like, well, fuck you, Tom. We're going to do it without you. And a lot of people mm-hmm. were upset that they were going, 
going on without him. They were like, you know, if you're going to bring in Matt Skiba from Alkaline Trio, which is another band we haven't mentioned, which we should have, um, uh, when they brought him in, they were like, you should just call your band something else. Um, but in my opinion, that especially with the music that they released on the California album, they definitely made a, a good choice sticking with the Blink-182 title. because because yeah, otherwise um, it would be a Blink-182 ripoff band. Right. Um, I mean, so uh, you listen to California, right? Brooke? I listen to a, a couple songs off of it, mm-hmm. but I haven't listened to the whole album. It's... It's fantastic. Um, the The overwhelming majority is that it's their best album that they've put out in a long time. Of course, they took a really long hiatus, too, and they came back with their Neighborhoods album, which was okay. Um, it um, obviously had way too much Angels and Airwaves influence in it, which mm. really upset me because that's what I was kind of afraid of when they reformed the band. And I liked Angels and Airwaves just fine. Um, right. And and I did as well, but they're not Blink-182. No. It's a different band. Yeah. Um, so when, when I first found out that Tom was not going to be a part of the band, I had my reservations but for the most part i was optimistic uh because i was familiar with alkaline trio and obviously blink 182 and alkaline trio their runs as bands um kind of were parallel yeah they parallel each other yeah um so uh, so obviously they they were pretty close um so i wasn't very uh i wasn't worried um that it was. I, I didn't think it was going to sound any worse than Neighborhoods. So when they put out fucking California, um, and that's the name of the, the CD, is fucking California, or else it should be, um, I uh, I was just blown away because the entire CD is just, um, it, it's such a callback to a lot of their early stuff, like Enema of the State and um, even Dude Ranch, mm-hmm. um, but especially Enema of the State and Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. Like, it, they just... Uh, embraced a lot of their early punk rock roots, mm. um, so I'd say that you know that's one of my one of my bands. They, I mean, of course they haven't stayed true to their sound over their years. They've you know changed it up a little bit, like I said, especially with that neighborhoods album. Um, I'd say, uh, I mean, we uh, we kind of the three of us talked about Muse, how they've mm-hmm. um, pretty much cha- stayed true to their sounds. Um, it's hard to deviate from your sound when you're kind of undefined yeah which muse is, is definitely undefined they're very strange they had originally they had this kind of like spaghetti western feel to their music mm. that was yeah like it was just strange like a uh, knights of sidonia no one's gonna take such good music um you know and then they had like a kind of contemporary pop single with starlight mm-hmm. you know, and of course that's older stuff but all of their newer stuff is still in that same vein yeah um you hear it and you're not questioning what band it is you're like oh is this new muse right fuck yeah yeah so. i love those bands where you, like you hear just like a two or three second clip and you're like oh this is this is a fucking muse mm-hmm. um so yeah, um, for uh, one of my favorites is probably Newfound Glory. Um, I talked briefly about them 
at the very beginning, but they, uh, um, their sounds, uh, for the most part, has hasn't really changed that much. Which is, uh, and, and they've they've made it work in their favor. They, um, they've made it abundantly clear that they have no intention of going anywhere, have no intention of breaking up, have no intention of, unfortunately, losing any of their fans to their sounds going different. Like they are. Uh, when bands say, oh, it's only natural and it's um, a necessary evil or whatever to change your sound over time, New Found Glory is two middle fingers to those bands that say you have to change your sound because New Found Glory really hasn't changed their sound that much over the years and uh, they still have all of their fans. Like when I went to their live show a couple weeks ago, uh, it was nuts. Like I thought I was gonna die because because um, it was packed. Yeah, um, I mean it was at the exit in and it was sold out. So yeah, <coughs> uh, so yeah, that's that's kind of uh, that's my favorite from you know bands that have stayed true. How about say anything? Uh, you know, say anything is one of those bands that. Do they really fit into the alternative rock? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Section? I would say so. Um, they have scared me because I feel like I missed the boat with them. Like, Say Anything has really intensely devout fans. Yes. Um, and, and I would agree with that. I, I love Say Anything, but not as much as my sister loves Say Anything. Right. You know, and um, that's only because, kind of what you said, I missed the boat. I haven't been as fan... I haven't been a fan for as long as she has. And and they have a lot of albums out with uh and each of their albums seems to have They're a lot pretty of pretty substantial. They're yeah. long. So it seems like it's almost like it's scared you from from trying to become a fan because it's, it's a just, big undertaking yeah, to get that all. Yeah, you're like, okay, uh uh I'm gonna take my vacation this week and for my entire vacation I'm just gonna listen to say anything mm-hmm. music. It seems like that's your only option for getting into saying say anything. I am a really big fan of the band, and uh, as a musician myself, they very much influence how I write my music. Like I really, I can love see that the way that Max Bemis um, writes lyrically, things don't have to rhyme, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes it's intentional that they don't rhyme, or sometimes it's intentional that it's words that don't rhyme that you pronounce them in ways that they do rhyme just because it sounds weird. Yeah. And I spent hours it. in front of the mirror making my hair elegantly disheveled. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, uh, um, just the, the way that he talks, uh, like, uh, when I was spat onto the earth in a stream of guts by mother nature, that green eyed slut, like, <laughs> <laughs> It's just, he's, he's really funny, but um, if you want to try to get into Say Anything, listen to their self-titled album, Say okay. Anything. That is, that was one of those life-changing albums for me, that when I heard it, it spoke to me and that kind of thing. Um, but that's my favorite CD by them. And uh, once you hear that, you got a pretty good introduction to it, because it's, it's kind of all over the place, mm-hmm. but it's nice, it's controlled, and it's thoughtful. Um, but Say Anything is one of those bands that is, you know, they're still, I, I'm pretty sure they're still going. Yeah. I, I, I think they are. My sister oh. slapped Max Bemis on the ass once. Nice. So she's got superpowers now. Uh, I think they were just recently in town this week because I oh. saw some live pictures pop up on my Facebook feed. So I think uh, they're definitely still out there making music and touring and stuff. <coughs> um, Brooke, do you want to talk about hardcore music and 
screamo can. yeah since that's that's your jam yeah um where to start i guess uh did you uh since did you ever listen to under oath i did not no okay mm-hmm. they i feel like under oath is kind of like the 2000s screamo band mm-hmm. um that everyone listened to oh apparently not everyone um <laughs> but i i went to a lot of under oath shows mm-hmm. um and, and they were like i said it, it seems like they were kind of one of the more popular uh bands and since they kind of they've had several members come in and out over the years and they've changed up their sound a little bit so uh they're not as relevant as they were um, back in the 2000s but to me they were they were like one of the first hardcore bands slash screamo bands that i listened to um i felt like it was a good introductory <coughs> band for that genre because um it wasn't all uh it wasn't all screaming it was you know screaming and clean vocals melodic mm-hmm. hardcore yeah um, that's a good word for it. it it wasn't just like just crazy breakdown heavy you know mm-hmm. like um, you can't understand what the music is about yeah. because it's so intense. Yeah. Um, I, I never really dug that genre of, of hardcore. Like I, I know that there's different genres of hardcore, mm-hmm. but um, I never really dug the, the stuff where there's absolutely no clean vocals. That's, yeah, that's I mean, kind of more singing than screaming. Yeah. That's kind of my sweet spot is when you can hit, hit like a, like a, a 50, 50 or maybe a 60, 40 range with clean vocals and screaming. Mm-hmm. Um, the, that's that's kind of my favorite. But what what are some of your favorite hardcore bands or screamo bands? Um, back in the day, it was like Black Veil Brides, which makes me want to cry. But everybody starts somewhere. Um, what? Why is it Black Veil Brides? Because <coughs> Knives and Pins was the only good Black Veil Brides song. Okay. That was and Andy Six, as far as I understand it, was kind of an asshole, and he was a little bit of a pedo. But those could have just been rumors. Okay. Um, I've I've just heard a lot of that. Um, there was Bring Me the Horizon, mm-hmm. which I loved, like even though it was a little more screaming than what I'm normally like you know used to listening to yeah it was still something that i just listened to all the time they're they're amazing live like i've mm. never sat down and listened to bring me the horizon but they open up for a day to remember which is probably my favorite hardcore band mm-hmm. and uh they opened for them a couple years ago here in nashville and so that was the first time i ever saw them live first time i ever listened to them and they had me rolling uh, when they they orchestrated a, a wall of death mm-hmm. um, where they you know they split the crowd. For those of you who don't know what the wall of death is, you split the the crowd uh, in half, um, a left and right side, and then you know when you hit the breakdown, they you just charge at each Red other. Red Rover, Red Rover, send everyone over. <laughs> Fuck everyone over. Um, it's like when two armies clash on a battlefield. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Except um, you're dancing, not fighting. Exactly, yeah. Uh, but what had me rolling was uh, instead of saying like "go" or you know some other you know typical word that would, uh, <coughs> it, 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 you A know, signal. Yeah, mm-hmm. some sort of signal to be like, "Hey, do the thing." He said, "Rip someone's dick off." <laughs> <laughs> 
and like I couldn't even jam out to the music for a solid five minutes because I was just beat red too busy laughing my ass off because I mean they're from they're from Britain aren't they uh, they're from the UK somewhere like because he uh, had not... some sort of accent mm. and uh, are they Australian maybe I don't it, know it... Hands Like Houses is Australian they're fantastic yeah you heard of them? Uh, I have heard of them. I haven't. Uh, I think they're playing Warp Tour this year. They are actually, um, and they opened for Inner Shikari uh, okay. last time that I saw them. Um, totally cut you off. Did not no, it's okay. do that. It's okay. I mean, um, I was just rambling anyway. So I, I had a similar kind of experience though when I went to uh, Warp Tour. I took my youngest sister, who was turning sixteen, uh, next month. Mm-hmm. So this was maybe two years ago. Um, and uh, the deal was, you know, I was a little old for Warp Tour at this point in time because, you know, I kind of... You're never too old for Warp well, Tour, right? As, right, as right. long but, as the bands that are playing are... So, you know, a lot of the bands that were playing, I was unfamiliar with at all. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I go, and my favorite band is Enter Shikari, and they were playing, and it was the... Uh, you know, it wasn't the first time that I was going to see them. Or was it? <laughs> or was it? Yeah, it was. It was the first time I saw them. Um... But it, it was absolutely fantastic, and that's all I wanted to see. So I told my sister Katie, I was like, hey, listen, I'm going to take you to Warp Tour. We're going to be there all day until you tell me you're, you want to leave. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that I ask is that at this certain block of time is the Inner Shikari show. We're going to that. She's like, all right, cool. So, of course, I walked with her all day seeing these bands that I'd never heard of, like Bring Me the Horizon. Mm-hmm. They were fantastic. Yeah. Crown the Empire. Mm-hmm. They were fantastic. And those guys, uh, I mean, they, they had a pretty good time on stage, too. Uh, of Mice and Men, is yeah. that what they're called? Yeah. Their show was off the fucking wall. Yeah. Um, I've heard they're pretty good live. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen them live. but That's, I think, the appeal, <clears throat> one of the big appeals of hardcore music is the live show. Oh, yeah. Because that, in and of itself, is a very unique experience. Mm-hmm. You don't have to fight each other right you can totally just chill and have a good time but if you're you know if you really needed those boxing lessons that you never got six years ago and you've been working on that geek rage for years and uh you know you see a guy who's a little bit too buff looking and reminds you of jeremy crotchley who used to beat you up in in school uh crotchley wasn't his real last name that's what he called that's what everybody called him because he would stomp on your nuts oh it's a fictitious character i'm just rolling cool Uh, yeah so you know you see that guy and you really want to beat his ass well if you're at a hardcore concert you can go beat his motherfucking ass yeah you go beat his motherfucking ass and everybody will clap and fight with you Mm. i mean you're gonna get beat up too everybody is going to get beat up have you have you guys ever listened to dance gavin dance Yes. Didn't I haven't really gotten into their older stuff. I've mainly been listening to their newer stuff, which is great. And they're playing Warp Tour this year, so I'm pretty excited to see them. So yeah, uh, the so those are those are some bands. Um, we mentioned A Day to Remember briefly. Uh, they're amazing. I think there are a few bands that we could talk too much about that were kind of like willingly dodging. Just so that we don't spend an right. enormous amount of time on them. Yeah, and a day to remember. I think is, we could is, probably all talk about a day to remember for a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, they, uh, they've they've kind of recently they've had um, a few albums like it's like every other album 
to me is is not as strong as the one before it like um their their first couple albums were great um homesick i think is kind of like the fan favorite uh it, it seems like it has the best songs on it um and then they followed that up with uh what was it it had the song second sucks which was pretty much it was one of the very few songs that i liked on it so it wasn't as strong as homesick but then they put out common courtesy a few years ago and that cd was fucking awesome Mm -hmm. uh and then the new cd that just came out back i think it was this fall um is okay um i mean it's it's pretty good but i didn't like it as much as common courtesy so it kind of seems like they're maybe i mean I wouldn't say having like off years. Where, They're plateauing. Um, but you know, that's just, maybe that's just my like. Hey, I like these songs better than these songs. Um, so you're getting sh- picky with your age. Maybe. Sometimes albums are growers and not showers. You know, you gotta <laughs> listen to them a couple times. That is true because um, the album with Second Sucks on it. I really didn't like it when I first listened to it. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I, I want to say I've revisited it maybe like nine months to a year later. And I was like, you know what? Maybe it'll grow on me. And it did. But yeah. Um, what are uh, what are some other hardcore and screamo bands that we could talk about? Breathe Carolina. Yeah. Breathe Carolina. They're like an electro pop hardcore band. Mm-hmm. I, I miss them. I, I kind of do. Are, kinda... are they not around anymore? Um, as I don't really know. I haven't heard of them releasing any new stuff. Um, I think they put out a, a single fairly recently. They their last album was. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I, I I'm looking them up on Spotify right now, and their latest release it looks like a a single, um, mm-hmm. and it's rhythm is a dancer. Rhythm is a dancer. Oh and I'm re- I really want to play this right now. I mean, I don't want to get sued for, uh, you know, playing unauthorized music. Mm. Um, but it seems like it. I'm really hoping it's a cover. Rhythm of is a dancer by Breathe Carolina. You guys um, should go uh, give it a listen. But yeah, their uh, their latest album. It came out 2014. Oh no. Um. So. Uh, they definitely have kind of been a wall for a little while. Apparently, uh, maybe they're trying to come back with this rhythm as a dancer. <laughs> they're just testing the waters. Yeah, and be like, is it safe to come back? I mean, it's it's pretty popular for bands to do that because you know they have kids, they get married and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, but a lot of these bands, they like take their families on the road with them. Like Newfound Glory, they most of them are married, and I want to say most of them have kids. Uh, they each have their own bus. Yeah, um, so they bring their families along with them. Um, <coughs> Chad, the the guitarist for Newfound Glory, he's married to Haley Williams from Paramore. Really? Did you, did you know that? Mm-mm. Yeah, they. Uh, that's why he. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's why he ended up moving to Nashville. Hmm. Is that um, they got married, and so now they have a house here in Franklin. Um, I'm not sure where. That's probably a good idea because I'd probably stalk him and mm-hmm. be like, hey. I really like the music that you put out. And your wife's okay, too. <laughs> She's nice. She's a nice lady. I it, like her have, face. Have you met her? No. I, I wasn't sure if you were speaking from experience or not. No. I'm sure she's super yeah, she, nice. I mean, she, in passing, she's nice, at least. Mm-hmm. In passing? Yeah, I mean, I met her very briefly oh, okay. at a show. Cool. They weren't playing. 
it was yeah. just a show and like the band happened to be there as well mm-hmm. just like watching and I had a friend who was like oh look it's what was it he knew them it was before they were really big and so he walked over to talk to them and introduced me to them and I was like oh cool and then like two years later Riot comes out mm-hmm. it's like oh fuck yeah yeah by the way Riot that's the only album that I ever listened to them start uh, to finish album. for yeah. days mm-hmm is a good album. That and their live album uh, is really good. Mm-hmm. Which, unfortunately, for whatever reason, is not on Spotify. And that's a huge bummer. Um, but, <coughs> yeah, live album is great. Haley Williams got them pipes. She, she does. Sing. Have you ever seen her perform uh, My Hero by the Foo Fighters? Um, it's pretty great. It's funny because I was just thinking about the Foo Fighters. Yeah, I um I didn't want to put them on this list because I wouldn't really consider them alt rock and right. for a great reason. Uh they are in my opinion one of the very 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 last true rock and roll bands. Rock and roll, yes. Just straight up like fucking Americana hands down. Rock and yeah, roll. Americana rock and roll. Like um, I mean, they are I, I mean it's I don't want to say it's sad or whatever, but it's it is sad. It, it, it is what it's it is. Like, like the last of the mammoths. Yeah. Um, I mean, just straight up rock. Like, uh, And he said, like, a few years ago, he was on uh, one of the Tonight Shows. I don't know if it was Letterman or Jay Leno or um, Conan. But he was saying, like, where's the fucking rock music? Like, he just, like, yelled out, like, like where is it? And that's a great fucking question. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, there's, you know, all these bands. and I mean, it's, it's totally fine that there's bands creating you know, genres and subgenres, you know, within genres, um, you know, because they're wanting to do something different. But, uh, I mean, it's totally, it's awesome that the Foo Fighters really, you know, speaking of bands that haven't deviated from their sounds, they've always been true to that rock and roll sound. Yeah, I think Foo Fighters has the most integrity out of oh, any for sure. musical group that is still currently in existence. Mm-hmm. Um, they have more integrity than any other band. I actually got to see them play. Uh, they came here to Nashville for the Echo Silence, Patience and Grace album, which was The Pretender. Uh, was that when they played at Municipal Auditorium? It was. I was there. Um, I also took Ben, my brother, mm-hmm. to see them play. Uh, it wasn't this this past October, but the one before that, 2015, oh, yeah. to the Bridgestone Arena show when they... Uh, I. Th- it might have been when they... After they released Sonic Highways. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Uh, oh man, we were so close to the catwalk that mm-hmm. that he you know walks down and solos on, and he stops like right next to us, and I'm like literally an arm length away from Dave Grohl, and he's headbanging, uh-huh. and he's headbanging so hard, he's sweating so profusely, and You're I getting get hit, I get sweat. hit in the face <laughs> with Dave Grohl's headbanging sweat, and I actually think I've told you this before. I, I didn't don't think shave. So. I, I didn't shower for like two weeks. <laughs> it was one of those weird like you see it on TV, like the guy gets kissed on the cheek by the pretty girl, is like I'll never wash it again. Right. I genuinely hoped and prayed that I would absorb some special skill from being <laughs> hit with Dave Grohl's sweat like and I mean hey I can play guitar now so <laughs> something worked. worked um speaking of weird things like that I um do you guys ever listen to Circus Survive yes okay well um I uh, I saw Circa play at Exit In uh, a few years back and he always 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 uh comes out of his 
tour bus after their shows um, to sign autographs and stuff. And of course, you know, I didn't have anything to sign. I was just wearing like some plain tee <coughs> I got from like H and M. And uh, I was like, could you like sign the back of my shirt? And he signs with like his traditional signature and like the band camp um, symbol or whatever. And uh, I was like, dude, I'm never going to fucking wash this shirt again. And fast forward to last year when I saw them play at Cannery. Um, lo and behold, he's out there signing stuff again, you know, just talking to people. And that's what I love about him is that he doesn't try and rush people along. He's not like, oh, I gotta, you know, I gotta get to, I gotta eat food and stuff. Like he, he takes his time, like talking to everyone because these people came out to see him play. So he wants to make sure that, you know, they're appreciated. Um, and so we were just talking and it's almost just like hanging out with, Anthony Green is fucking amazing. And I was like, I mean, you obviously don't remember this uh, since, you know, you meet thousands of people every year, <clears throat> but you signed my shirt last year and I told you I wasn't going to wash it and I did not wash it. This is the shirt that you signed last year. And I showed him his signature um, on it. He was like, yeah, that's my signature. And I was like, yeah. Uh, like I said, I have not washed this. I, I hung it up in my closet so it would not get ruined and, uh, and I wouldn't be inclined to wash it. So I just put it on again and wore it to the show. And mm -hmm. he was like, that's awesome. And I mean, it's my show shirt. Yeah. I only wear it shirt. to see you. Yeah. <laughs> I have one of those for inner Shikari. I got it at warp tour and got them all to sign it. Yeah, and uh, that's what I fucking love about Warp Tours. All those bands do signings. Yeah, like meet and greets. Yeah, I was shaking. I was the first person in line. Oh yeah, I I I have horrible um, starstruck, uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, when it comes to you meeting get bands. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, like I I can't think right. Like I act like a like a fourteen year old girl meeting Justin Bieber. Like I am ridiculous. Like I'm like. <laughs> like you're so amazing and I'm stupid and um so but that's that's always been one thing that I really liked about Warp Tours you know a chance to see all the bands that play so yeah what else we got we want to touch on anything else is there anything you can think of I don't have I mean, anything itching at my brain anymore got most of them out. I mean, oh, we've uh, we've covered a lot. There was one band um, when you started talking about hardcore. For me, my introduction to that kind of scene was a band called Our Last Night. Um, not, I don't think I've ever heard of them. They're, they were never huge. You know, they were never like a, a really big, prominent band. But they did put out several CDs. And their CDs are very consistent. They're all really good. Okay. The coolest thing about the band was that when they came out, the oldest member of the band was 17 years old. The youngest member, the Screamer, was 13. Jesus. And he's got this, like, you can tell on the first CD that he's young, but it makes no difference. Mm -hmm. uh, he still has a lot of power in his vocals. The band is still working today, and they're their original songs that they put out are very reminiscent of their old school stuff which i loved they had the they played the best breakdowns out of any band i'd ever listened to that was they were my favorite breakdowns but what they also do now to kind of keep their name out there because they're not full-time band members mm -hmm. uh, or musicians they do yeah. other stuff so what they do in the meantime is they do a lot of really inventive covers okay uh 
and some of them are hardcore covers, some of them aren't. Mm-hmm. But they do, like, their cover of Dark Horse by Katy Perry is fucking phenomenal. It's how the song should have been originally. And it's even got the rap in the center, Excellent. but it's all screamed. <laughs> and these guys have that perfect balance of singing and I'm going to have to check them out. Very good. Um, and it's all the same band members from when it was when they started. Okay. And it's just like 10 years later. Cool. Yeah, the screamer and the lead singer slash guitarist are brothers. So okay. you can you can tell when you watch the old videos and you watch the new ones. It's like, oh, they're, they're all grown up together. Mm-hmm. Look at them. They're just doing so good. Yeah. Just doing music for the fun of it. It's pretty cool. I like to see that. Yeah, it's a, it's nice when bands either, like, you know, they take some time off and reunite or, like, they have different members come out and then, you know, they have original members you know, come back in. That's, it's always cool. And then, you know, when they pump out new music after that and it kind of takes you back to, you know, the early days of the bands, that's, that's always nice when it works out like that. Mm. So, well, uh, since, uh, since it seems like we kind of run out of things to talk about, I mean, we could, we could blabber on for hours, you know, about this shit, but for the sake of our fans, um, and listeners, uh, sanity, will uh will burn out rather than fade away as, <laughs> burn as, out bright motherfucker yeah straight up I'm gonna bust your speakers out bitch yeah <laughs> go listen to some awesome alt rock from the <sighs> 2000s now hopefully we've inspired you to revisit some old bands i know that i'll, I'll probably be listening to some of the shit tomorrow at work so oh yeah well uh Brooke and Dylan, it's been so nice having you on, um, and it's taken way too long to get you guys on the podcast. Well, thank you for for having us out and Absolutely. keeping your patience with us. Yeah, oh, thank it's, you. Yeah, for, for fans who don't know, we live in Murfreesboro, and David lives in Hermitage, and we all work wonky schedules. So. Yeah, and so do Andrew and Connor. So, uh, in case you're wondering why they're not on the podcast, sometimes it's because if we were to all wait. To where the the four of our schedules would align. It's like waiting for the stars to align mm-hmm. or to talk to a pretty girl. It's only yeah. conventions. Um, it, yeah, it literally went, uh, at conventions like maybe and that's only three times we a year. Schedule it that way months in advance. Yeah. Um. So that's that's why it's taken twelve episodes to get um, Brooke and Dylan on here. That's also why Connor and Andrew uh, are not on every episode. So I have to kind of have guests on and mm. um, in their stead. Um, but, but hey, this has been really fun. Yeah, it was yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm back. I'm very glad that you're able to make it. And I, I uh, honestly uh, couldn't think of anyone greater to chat about music with. Um, that's fellow, what that's fellow what David musicians. and I's conversations have always been about. Yeah, pretty much. That's like our biggest uh, thing that we have in common is that we really are very passionate about very similar types of music if not the same music yeah and when i talk to andrew about music it's almost like talking to a brick wall Um, (laughs) i mean he loves music andrew does love music but it's it's like phantom of the opera and disney uh disney movies and show tunes yeah he 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 doesn't listen to like blink 182 and andrew doesn't listen yellow card to music in a sense that he turns on the radio and hears bands he likes 
Andrew listens to the music that is provided him through other media. Right. Which is totally okay, because Andrew knows movie scores very mm-hmm. well. He yeah. knows video game scores and that kind of thing. But Andrew doesn't like, you know, rock and roll. Andrew still loves Bon Jovi, which there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but Andrew likes Bon Jovi, you know. <laughs> so Andrew wouldn't Lemon have a difficult time talking pear. about Two Pounds of Rock. Lemon on a pair? Lemon on a pair, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, like I said, thank and you. Connor so much. likes Nine Inch Nails. So. <laughs> well, Nine Inch Nails is awesome. Yeah, I mean, Connor has a very strange taste in Eurobeat. Connor listens to a lot of Eurobeat. To, to say that Connor has a strange fascination with anything is an understatement. Mm-hmm. Connor's just a fucking weird guy. Connor collects people's eyeballs. <laughs> That's you know, it wouldn't surprise me if, him. like, he had a place and uh, he was like, hey, come check out my new place. And this is the place in my new place where I keep people's eyeballs. Yeah, this is the sex dungeon. No sex. Just, you <laughs> just, know, a, dun- just a dungeon. <laughs> but we call it the sex dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> just just for aesthetic purposes. It's more appealing than dungeon. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, like always, you can uh, check us out on our official website, uh, geekgaragepodcast.com. You can find um, all kinds of neat stuff. Like, you can listen to our podcast episodes there. You can read about, uh, you know, blog posts that we've done. And uh, you can also find all the social media links there. Um, or you can go to facebook.com slash geekgaragepodcast or find us on Twitter at geekgaragepod. Um, we're on Instagram where sometimes we post silly photos and then... All kinds of other shit. Also, um, if uh, you happen to be listening, um, know that we now have a store. So if you want to show your support uh, monetarily, you can go buy shit with our logo. We have a brand new logo that I just did. Um, it's kind of has like a Back to the Future and Dirty Dancing vibe to it. At the same time, it's like basically 80s retro feel. Fantastic. Um, have, have you guys seen it yet? I don't think I've seen it. Okay, well, I'll it's show like it to you. It's a VHS era. Yeah, it's, the, it's, it's um, I'm pretty proud of it, uh, the, how it turned out. So, yeah, uh, if you want to show your support by buying some of our stuff, that is an option. Like, we have shirts and baseball tees, and you can also buy, like, weird stuff like a tote bag and a it's coffee mug. It's pretty quality mug. shit, too. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's... Through the Threadless site, it's geekgaragepodcast.threadless.com. You can also find that link on our website. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've bought shirts from Threadless before, um, and it's great quality stuff. Holds up in the wash great. So yeah, if you're willing or wanting to show your support that way, know that that's an option. Uh, so yeah, um, like I said, thank you so much for tuning in to episode uh, 12, and uh, we will see you on the flippity flop. Bye, everybody. Ciao. Bye. Adios. <laughs>